Hello and welcome back to the Rope Access and Climbing Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey Stevenson, and today I'm going to be talking to you about how to prep for your next Rope Access Assessment. If this is your first time here, please make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. I have a lot of information to cover today, so stay tuned. Step into your harness and get ready for a podcast about the vertical world. All right, well, let's dive into today's episode. Like I said, there is a lot of information to cover and I don't want to hold you up. So uh, I'm going to break this down between level ones, upgrades and research. Um, starting out with obviously level ones, um, <clears throat> the preparation for level ones going into their uh, course is pretty minimal. However, watching YouTube videos uh, can be extremely beneficial. Uh, this will give you an idea of what to expect in the industry. Rope Access does cover a lot of different industries. So you may or may not be able to find uh, videos or YouTube videos that cover your specific industry that you're trying to get into, but the videos out there are good and you will find a lot of good information. Next up is videos specific to the course and uh, how they're going to benefit you. So any information you can get prior to the course that you can practice in hand um, is extremely beneficial. So I've made a couple of these videos. Uh, one here is the rope access level one knots. You can check the uh, link above on the top left-hand corner as well rope access level one anchors. You can check that video as well. These videos will give you a real good understanding of the knots and anchors that you will be asked to demonstrate during your assessment or evaluation. And you can do them right at home with a shoelace or anything like that. However, once you get to the course, I do highly recommend that you back off of the uh, YouTube videos and pay attention to your instructor. They're extremely knowledgeable and helpful, and they're there to make sure that you are successful. Uh, during the week of training, okay, so what do I mean by a week? How long is a course? That kind of thing. It is four to five days depending on the training company and one day assessment. So you'll have um, plenty of time to get through all the maneuvers that are required for your assessment. Um, and throughout that time, make sure that you're eating well, drinking lots of water, getting lots of rest. Uh, there is a lot of information. Your body is going to get beat up pretty severely. Um, but this is normal. It gets better over time. Um, but the first week is definitely pretty tough. This course is your course. So don't forget that. Um, what do I mean by that is everyone learns differently. Make sure to go out of your way to ensure that you get the information provided to you the way you require it. If this means that you need to take photos, videos, and write notes, please do so. Also talk to your instructor. They may have some little pointers for you. Uh, going into the assessment, all right, um, it can be a pretty stressful day. Um, majority of assessments uh, follow the same kind of um, timeline, if you will. So you start your day, you do a couple safety talks, you talk about some gear, you kind of get to know your uh, assessor. And then from there, you will assemble your harness, um, talk about some more gear, and then 
you will start with your basic fundamental maneuvers, move into more technical maneuvers, and in most cases finish out the day with your rescue. There is no set timeline for an assessment. Your assessment can be pretty short or it could be pretty long. Depending on the certification scheme that you adhere to, uh, the rules will differ and the assessors or evaluators will differ. So don't take what I'm saying as uh, gospel, things do change. All right, so next up is the upgrades and researchs. Um, <clears throat> the biggest thing here is you as a technician have to be completely competent in your existing level. So if you're a level one going for two or you're a level two going for three, you must be able to carry out all maneuvers in your current level of certification. If you cannot do this, this is not the instructor's responsibility to train you. This is your responsibility as this is your certification to uphold. I do highly recommend prior to attending your next rope access course that you talk to your level threes, talk to your company, and you may be able to get into a training center to practice or while working in the field, you'll be able to rig up some of these maneuvers just to get that practice in before showing up. The more prepared you are going into your next course will benefit you throughout the week and leading into the assessment. Make sure to cover all aspects of your current level. So that is theory information and practical maneuvers. Next up is to ensure that you are reading and are fully aware of your training documents and your um, certification schemes uh, codes. So for IRATA, you have the International Code of Practice. Uh, for SPRAT, you have the Safe Work Practices. Um, you can find those documents on their website, so at irata.org or sprat.org. Please keep in mind that these are the most recognized certifications here in North America. Um, for other organizations around the world, I do not personally know what those all are. Um, so adhere to your local legislation and your local governing authority. All right. The one and only logbooks, the one thing that everyone loves the most. I do have a podcast on how to fill these logbooks in uh, appropriately. Um, if you haven't checked that one out, make sure to check that out later on after this video. But uh, logbooks are extremely important. This is your resume, your CV, if you will, of the rope access work that you've done. There is a very specific way that these need to be filled in. A lot more people need to take a lot more responsibility with these logbooks and level threes need to sign them properly. Um, however, that being said, it is also your obligation to ensure that the logbook is signed, filled in, and ready to go for day one of your training course. If it is not ready for day one, you may be turned around at the door. A lot of training companies are now starting to request this information prior to you showing up to kind of benefit you and them as well. Follow IRATA or SPRAT's guidelines on how to do this. All right, preparation, more preparation work here for level twos, level threes, kind of refreshing for some people. Um, but make sure to spend some time researching and understanding hall systems. You don't have to get too extravagant here. You have to understand what the difference between a simple and a compound system is. You know, What's a two to one, a four to one, a three to one, a five to one, a nine to one. And that's pretty much the extent of it. All right. <clears throat> Next is look up and understand uh, the loading of anchors, um, angles for deviations, Y hangs and tension lines. Uh, extremely important information to know. So do the research and uh, get that information. 
Uh, just like level ones, uh, I mentioned about taking photos and videos. A lot of the stuff is little cheat sheet notes. So, um, if that's the best way for you to learn, absolutely feel free to do it. Um, this is your course and your, um, potentially your success will really depend on those sort of, uh, cheat sheets. Drink water, stay hydrated, pretty no brainer, get lots of sleep, um, a lot of rest. Um, I know it can be a stressful time for a lot of people, uh, leading up into the assessment. Uh, so make sure that you're talking to your instructor, asking them questions, making sure that, you know, your weaknesses or what you feel your weaknesses are, are being addressed. Um, also make sure that your instructor has a good understanding of where your weaknesses are and those are also being addressed as well. Come an assessment, if an assessor or an evaluator, um, finds a weakness they do have all the right in the world to um, explore that a little further and just kind of understand your theoretical and practical knowledge on that set subject so you know let's try to get those worked out before you actually get to that point take your time throughout the week and during the assessment um, it's extremely important to do so because this is your time and your time to learn. The more time you spend on the ground playing on your phone, eating food, drinking water, um, socializing with people is less time that you're spent practicing the maneuvers that you're going to be examined on. Try to get there up there as much as you can. Stay up there as long as you can. Keep working on those uh, weaknesses that you may or may not have. Uh, talk to your instructor, like I said and they will definitely help you out wherever um, you need it. Next up is be humble. Um, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you think you are, um, you're not going to impress an assessor. Um, they've seen so many different people do so many different things in so many different ways. Um, you're not the end-all be-all and you are not going to impress them, okay? So don't try. At the end of the day, you have to be humble. This is in a line of work that is extremely uh, risky and we have a lot of things to pay attention to. Being humble will keep your mind level and flat. That will help you be prepared for the next thing that comes up. Extending on to that, um, talk to your instructor as well. Um, they're definitely going to be able to be honest with you and under, uh, understand you as a, as a person independently. Uh, they're going to be able to communicate to you, but they are going to be there. They're your guidance into the assessment of what you need to work on. They're not trying to tear you down by any, uh, by any means. They're there to help you and prepare you. So everything that they have to tell you is extremely good, helpful criticism Okay, and there it's not to be taken the wrong way. During the assessment, step back, watch everything that's happening, take your time. Some people really want to be isolated during that uh, time, and that's fine as well. Um, that'll be really up to you. But uh, one question I get for a lot of level ones is, is everyone going to be climbing around the same time or is it independent? Um, what I like to tell them is uh, your assessment is not like uh, America's Next Top Model. Um, where it's only one person at a time. Um, you'll be climbing around just like you have all week. Nothing will change. Um, the only difference there is the outcome. 
Um, at the end of the day, you either pass or fail. Um, now, unfortunately, if you do, uh, you know, fail the assessment, you're more than welcome to come back, try it again. There are several people that do fail this, the rope access course. And keep in mind that if you do fail the course, it's not a bad thing. You had a brain fart, something happened. No instructor can prepare you for brain farts. It is what it is. No matter if you pass or fail this course, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means that you had a brain fart that day. Several people fail of all levels. It doesn't matter um, your experience. You can have a bad day. Things happen. You got sick, whatever it is. Just come back. Do the assessment again based on whatever your assessor uh, deemed for you and try it again. You will pass. It will be okay. And you'll be out there alongside everyone else doing it in no time. All right. Well, I hope that you found some of this information useful. Give you a couple little ideas on what you need to know going into your next assessment. The big thing for twos and threes, make sure you're practicing when you're in the field. Uh, talk to your uh, upgrade mentors and stuff. Get the information from them about what to expect going into that next level. Ask lots of questions. Get the information. Do your research. And if you did find some of this information useful, make sure to hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button and the bell for notifications for every time that I put out a new video if you're watching this on YouTube. Also, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Share this with your friends and I'll see you on the next one.